It is necessary to investigate before legislating. But the line between investigating and persecuting is a very fine one. Now a man is seen walking towards the officer's SUV, or the deputy's SUV. Investigators tell us it seems the suspect was going to pass them, then turned and fired multiple shots while the two were parked. multiple locations that have been burning in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Madam Speaker, my colleagues, my fellow Americans, I rise to support the impeachment of President Donald J. Trump. As far as the allegations of the CIA hacking into the Senate computers, nothing can be could be volatile, and I'm about to talk to him about allegations that he was involved with prostitutes in Moscow and that the Russians taped it and have leverage over him. And now, here's CD Media's host of Information Operation. Welcome to Information Operation. I'm your host, L. Todd Wood. Today we have a a really interesting guest. We've all seen the, the massive election fraud that happened on November 3rd across the country, uh, but also in the battleground states primarily and in, in Georgia specifically was kind of ground zero. It actually happened twice on November 3rd and then again on the runoff on, on January 5th. Garland Favorito has been uh, in the midst of this uh, Georgia swamp for years fighting for election integrity. He uh, has filed multiple lawsuits and in legal proceedings, he is running a, a nonprofit called VoterGA.org, which has been extremely instrumental in trying to fix election problems in Georgia. Welcome, Garland. Thanks for coming on. Todd, thanks for having me. Uh, it, it has really been a, a, an uphill battle. And I'm not, I'm not talking about the Okefenokee Swamp. I'm talking about the Georgia <laughs> Capitol down in downtown Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of it's sort of the same thing, but pretty yeah. swampy. Both areas are pretty swampy. So, look, you have a, a rich history here. Um, if you could give us a 30,000-foot overview of how you got into this and, and what you've been trying to do over the, the, you know, really, I guess, decades now in this, in this area. And then I, I want to talk about what the specific problems are in Georgia and how the whole machine problem got installed. And then we can go further into your lawsuit and, and down the road. Sure. Well, I got into it originally, Todd. Um, Back way back in the summer of 2000, when nobody ever thought about voting systems and any kind of problems that they might have, and everything was smooth. And I went to a conference, and they said, "Beware of all these uh, electronic voting machines that are coming, because they, uh, you know, they can't, you can't, voters can't verify their votes, and they can't be audited properly." And I, I thought that was kind of strange, being a, a career IT professional. But I decided to go to the conference that happened to be in Cincinnati. And um, sure enough, when they showed me all of that, um, I realized that they were right. Uh, they, you know, you could actually swap votes and nobody would ever know with, these, with the voting system. So I came back to Georgia. We didn't really think about it right away. You know, and suddenly in 2000, they had the, um, uh, the, the hanging chat incident with Bush and Gore. 
And then all of a sudden, the Secretary of State in Georgia decided to use that as an excuse to buy all new uh, voting equipment, uh, most of which, which evaluated was not verifiable, auditable, or recount capable. So I told uh, the secretary in writing, uh, assistant secretary and the evaluators of the Who was the secretary of state at that time? That, that, that time was Kathy Cox. Yeah. Uh, and Kathy Cox was, was a Democrat. Right. Um, and um, the, uh, uh, so I went ahead and I explained to them that that's not going to, you know, it's not verifiable or recount capable. And uh, in writing, I told them it probably violates the constitution. So they ignored uh, me and many other folks. And then they also, uh, the legislature had to legalize that kind of inauditable voting. They legalized it. They bought the equipment. Uh, we sued um, and uh, in 2006 and in 2009, the Georgia Supreme Court uh, upheld them uh, and said that they could continue to use the machines. And the Georgia Supreme Court uh, failed to apply what they call legally strict scrutiny to the constitutional right to vote. Mm -hmm. Fast forward all the way to 2019, the U.S. District Court uh, basically overturned the Georgia Supreme Court and said, no, wait a minute, this kind of verify, un unverifiable, inauditable voting that can't even uh, recount, uh, it only just reprints previous unverifiable results, they said this is unconstitutional. So they basically confirmed in 2019 what I had said 17 years earlier in writing uh, to the Secretary of State, and they banned the old systems. Then the Secretary um, uh, bought the new system, but before he could buy a new system, the legislature had to legalize this new wave of unverifiable voting, which accumulates votes in barcodes uh, that the voter cannot verify or see or understand. Was that Governor Kemp that did that, or, or was it Raffensperger? Well, the legislature, um, uh, Kemp was the previous Secretary of State, mm -hmm. um, and he more or less set up this voting system commission, uh, and then he went uh, left to, to, to run for governor. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, the legislature uh, passed that bill in 2019, and uh, Kemp had become governor at that time. Um, he, he became governor in the early part of that year. And then Brad Raffensperger, uh, uh, bought the machines, um, the Democracy Suite 5.5, even though they had been uh, outlawed uh, in, uh, in Texas and mm. banned in Colorado because of their unverifiability. And why do you think the legislature was twice allowing this? Is it corporate interests? Is it lobbying? Is, I mean, is there money sloshing around? What, what do you think? That's the $64,000 question, Todd. I, I, I wish I had a concrete answer for that, but it's some combination of money and power. Mm -hmm. It's either a financial interest uh, that the, the, um, the system, the voting system vendors provide for the secretaries or, and right. you know, other, other people, or, or it's the ability, the, the, um, the power of getting, knowing that they'll get reelected. Um, there's been some really, questionable and controversial elections, you know, in Georgia's history as well. So as a, as a result of those voting systems. So uh, the, somebody needs to do, investigate that a little bit further and, and really find out. Yeah, when I should tell the audience, we have a, a team on the ground in Georgia and we've been working with you and trying to dig into a lot of this and trying to pressure the state legislature. Um, so- and, and, and Todd, we're really appreciative of you guys because I mean, the the just the local news media is blacking us out. 
Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't for you know people like you and CD Media, mm-hmm. uh, you know our voice would not be getting heard. Well, that's why we were founded. So you took this on and you've uh, filed multiple lawsuits, but you have another one that's uh, basically in front of the Georgia courts right now. It's not a federal lawsuit, right? It's a state lawsuit. That's right, Todd. And that's mm-hmm. the lawsuit to inspect the, the ballots. Um, mm-hmm. as, as many folks know, <clears throat> they've seen the State Farm Arena video and with mm-hmm. uh, questionable ballots being rescanned uh, illegally and scanned and rescanned and hidden. All mm-hmm. that is in violation of multiple counts of Georgia law. But what m- many of the uh, listeners may not know is that there are actually four sworn affidavits from folks who said that they uh, had either handled or witnessed um, counterfeit ballots. And these ballots uh, are, are, the reason they say they're counterfeit is because they're mail-in ballots, but they weren't creased from being mailed. They, right. weren't, written, they weren't written with a, a pen or a pencil like a mail-in ballot would. It looks like they were copied. Mm-hmm. And then the paper stock appears to be different than the other two types of paper stock that they um, Mm-hmm. We're, we're using. So for all these reasons, um, they believe that the ballots were counterfeit. So that's when I filed open records request to to see the the ballots. I filed another open records request because I saw this bizarre uh, vote spike for uh, favoring Joe ba- Biden by about 20,000 to one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, so, so we filed those and we asked for four things. We asked for a visual inspection of the ballots mail-in ballots, forensic inspection of those mail-in ballots. We asked for the Dominion ballot images, and we asked for the standard Dominion election reports. So nothing uh, that violates secrecy of the ballot for the voter, nothing that's proprietary for for uh, for the vendor, mm-hmm. and uh, nothing that interferes with any other election. And what's been the response so far for those requests? Crickets. <laughs> uh, uh, the the uh, Fulton County has has responded, uh, and they've said uh, once the crickets finally got uh, yeah. spoke out, they said, "Well, there's nothing in the law that requires them to do that," which which is true, mm-hmm. and uh, they are um, they're not permitted to do that under the law, which is sort of true as well. Uh, at least had true, but the bottom line of the whole thing is that the courts have the right to unseal the ballots. They have the power and authority, mm-hmm. and that's what we asked them to do, and that's what our brief said even before the Fulton County responded. And so basically they their response was not something that we had already considered and, and argued uh, that that yeah. was invalid. Is Fulton County the main problem area in Georgia, or are there others as well? In regards to ballots, uh, mm-hmm. there's a lot. There's questionable ballot. There's questionable ballots in uh, Fulton County and also in DeKalb and Cobb, mm-hmm. uh, depending upon whether we're talking about the November election or the January election. Mm-hmm. So all of this should be available so the public can inspect and make sure that everything is on the yeah. up and up, and the right people have won or not. Um, but that's not happening, um, mm-hmm. and that's why why we're why we're suing. And how does the lawsuit progressing and where do you stand at this point? Uh, next hearing is scheduled for March 11th at 1.30. I will post that link on voterga.org events tab so everybody in the country can can watch it. Uh, we, we've gotten a lot of interest from 
uh, people uh, around the around the country and and out of state. So, well, you know, I'll be available, and you know, we'll be able to. They'll be able to see it. Um, and at that hearing, they should make a, a at least can hear both sides of the issue. And then I would expect the court to perhaps not make a ruling that very day, but certainly mm -hmm. shortly thereafter. Now, and we've detailed it uh, in some of our stuff we put out recently, there were multiple places in Georgia that had anomalies in the election. Can you go through just the main areas of concern? Yeah, um, so a lot of anomalies in regards to the uh, voting equipment, the Dominion mm -hmm. voting systems. Yeah, lots of uh, anomalies, um, mm -hmm. Todd. So, um, just to, for example, uh, Fulton County, uh, well, yeah, Fulton County, the machines did not tabulate a couple of precincts for unknown reasons. Mm. Uh, that was in the January 5th election. In Floyd County, there were thousands of votes that were not tabulated when the, the, the votes got stuck in what they call the adjudication process. The Dominion techs were not able to resolve that one either. Uh, then we went to Coffee County. Uh, there were uh, they tried to do recounts in Coffee County three times, uh, came up with different, you know, uh, inexplicable results, and they finally had to kind of throw their hands up and go back to the to the original hand counts. Uh, again, the Dominion text could not solve that problem. And then we have the uh, 37 votes flip in Ware County, mm -hmm. where where votes were taken from Donald Trump and put into Joe Biden's account. Uh, by the machines, and we know that because of the certified election results from the Secretary of State's office, the published results from the uh, the county of the hand count audit that confirmed that that, that swap happened. And then we have even the written uh, confirmation from the elections director down there that those totals were, are in fact, as we had reported. Now you broke that story, right? We did, yes. Uh -huh. And how did that happen? I mean, what was well, the, yeah, how, did, so, how did it get to your attention? Yeah, so one of our members, uh, Dr. Earl Martin down in, he was a former Waycross uh, City uh, Commission. Uh, I think he was the one who uh, may, maybe brought it to our attention uh, mm -hmm. originally. And uh, uh, the elections director verbally confirmed it with him, verbally confirmed that that was the case with uh, me. And um the, and then we, of course, ended up getting a written confirmation because I wanted a written confirmation before I break that story. Yeah. And, and, and he did confirm that, yes, the, you know, the, here's where the counts for the, for the uh, certified results and here were the counts for the audit. So, um, and they did that several times and it's got the same result, right, from what I read? Um, well, that's a good question. I'm not, I'm not sure what the recount ended up providing because the recount mm -hmm. came after the audit. Mm -hmm. uh, but when once we saw the audit and the original count, we knew that that was uh, that was really um, uh, looks like a vote swap. Now there's several different reasons why that might happen, Todd. So, mm -hmm. uh, and I tried to investigate the different possibilities and just mm -hmm. to reach a conclusion based on my uh, IT experience. Um, and one of the things I thought originally was that there was a, a precinct mismatch mm -hmm. with the, with the election server. But the director said, no, all the precincts were configured exactly the same way. So I kind of, I kind of ruled that out. And we knew the other possibility is, is a election, a, a, um, a ballot mismatch, a de ballot definition mismatch, which that would have thrown off all of the votes for all of the different um, um, races, <coughs> excuse me, 
uh, at least all the different candidates. So, so that didn't seem to apply. And uh, then finally, uh, that basically leaves the possibility of mal malware, which seems mm -hmm. like the most likely, uh, yeah. uh, the like most likely situation that could have occurred. And that's why we call for a forensic investigation. Um, yeah. and, and we are still trying to get a forensic investigation and, uh, on these machines. And, and as you know, we recently called for the legislature to do just that, uh, try to right. you know, do forensics on several of these counties, um, because that's the only way we really will know for sure uh, what, what happened. And, and everybody in Georgia and really in the country needs to know what of happened. Course. It of was course. a election. Now, what was the story of uh, you guys were trying to get access to the machines uh, for an audit or whatever, and they sent the, the Raffensperger sent the Secretary of State sent the GBI or you know police down to stop you from doing that? Is that correct? Did I hear that right? Well, well, there, there were several things. Not not us personally. We yeah. were not involved in that. But but every every time that we've tried to get bring things to light, the Secretary mm -hmm. of State has has. Uh, uh, basically stopped it. Now, I think mm -hmm. probably in a couple of things, in that case, uh, they, the elections director for the secretary wrote a threatening letter to all the counties and said they should not allow for um, uh, any kind of independent forensic investigations to be conducted because it may harm election security, quote unquote. <laughs> now, how that harms election security to make sure the machines are counting correctly and do forensic right. Right. That is, that's, uh, you know, a, it's, a, it's a joke. It's absolutely a joke. So um, that was one issue. And then the other question, for example, in the, in the case of the Coffee County, the secretary has mm -hmm. uh, tried to uh, investigate the county. Um, we've had several incidents where the secretary has called for elections directors in counties to be fired. Uh, I'm, I'm, or either the secretary or his people. Mm -hmm. And all of these because they experienced problems from, either from the Dominion voting systems or the knowing poll books that were outside of their control. And the secretary of state, every time has come down on the side of protecting the vendors right. and trying to uh, uh, either prosecute or investigate the elections officials who are doing their job? It's 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 just almost beyond belief. What but do you? I mean, is there any other reason for that besides, you know, some type of corruption or or what what could be Raffensperger and his staff's reason for that? Yeah, you, I mean, it, it, it's it's hard to speculate. You know, mm -hmm. I I can't really speculate because I'm in you know involved in this lawsuit. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm going to have to leave it. Uh, up, to sure. others, up to others sure. to speculate, but I can say there is no rational explanation for his actions, you know, other than something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Garland, do you have anything well, else? Have anything else? else? Our uh, audience uh, would like to hear them. Getting a weird feedback. Getting well, weird feedback. Um, is that coming from my mic? I don't know. But go I don't ahead. Yeah, I'm hearing a little feedback. Well, um, I, my only thing I can say, Todd, is uh, just to follow us on VoterGA.org. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, mm -hmm. follow CD Media. Y'all are doing some great stories. We appreciate those. Um, and follow us on VoterGA.org. We post things on the events tab. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. And we post our legal documents on the legal tab. And then we have press releases coming out uh, all the time. So that's uh, those are the three uh, 
the three tabs to look at, as well as uh, you know the donate tab. Uh, you know we are five hundred one c three, and everything's tax deductible. So, so that that helps us out well. Well, I'll tell your audience. Tell your audience. There's any uh, organization, any, uh, organization you guys, you're doing a great job. You're doing a great job. Thank you, Todd. You you guys are too. We appreciate you uh, for the interview today.